Welcome, and thanks for listening. Here at Oddcast, we are very grateful to live and record in the beautiful Pacific Northwest on the current ancestral and unceded lands of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish people. With no further ado, let's get monster mashing. Welcome to Only Wizards in the Dungeon podcast and our first campaign, Monster Mash. This is a TTRPG podcast about four monsters trying to survive in a fantasy world filled with the most deadly thing in all of TTRPGs, adventurers. My name is Gray. I am not your dungeon master. <laughs> I am. I'm just a player. <laughs> I'm your fun-loving, uh, you know, youthful general uh, in a past life, monk-like... Uh, Lilithid, Dr. Albert, Dr. Elaine Albert Watts. I should know my own name. (laughs) Dr. Elaine Albert Watts. My fun fact is um, I was a classically trained chef out of high school, so I did. And I think you all you guys know this already. Pastry so, and no need for follow up questions. <laughs> we should clarify pastry and also uh, yeah. yeah. What is the actual second thing called dinner? <laughs> no, it's not dinner. No, like it's, it's, yeah. culinary arts. Culinary arts. Yeah, yes, that's I'm yeah. Sh- I'm trained in pastries and dinner. <laughs> if you ask yeah. me for lunch, then you're not getting anything. Yeah, unless <laughs> yeah, unless it's a day, unless it's on a on a on a brioche bun or. <laughs> but I but Andy, you're into making bread, right? I am. I enjoy. I enjoyed yeah. bread, bread making the most. Have you ever used a bread maker, Grayson? Actually, because I, I think no, you were trained to. I, use I am the, the bread oven. maker. You are the bread maker. <laughs> I haven't made. I haven't used a bread maker, um, but yeah, I, it's really hard to, to make bread in your own ovens. Otherwise, you just can't get the temperature right. You can't get the conditions right. It doesn't. Yeah, especially if you want like a loaf pan type bread, which is what most people want because they make sandwiches. They make their own, you know, sandwich bread. So there you go, listeners. If you try to make bread, it's gonna suck. You don't have a good enough oven. Yeah, exactly. Don't even. You know what? Don't even suck. try, man. Just <laughs> you know, KitchenAid, Cuisine Art. I don't know. They've those guys are whatever they're doing. It makes more sense that it's pronounced Cuisine Art. I thought it was always Cuisine, cuisine Art. Yeah, I, I don't know why people art. do that. Cuisine Art. It's like sounds like you're like sick. No, you not know? even Cuisine. Cuisine. I always thought cuisine it was art. Cuisine Art. <laughs> a Cuisine Art. All right. Why don't you introduce yourself? Me? Yeah, Miss Qu- Quizzenart. <laughs> <laughs> My fun fact is I always thought it was pronounced Quizzenart. No, um, it is I, the Salinas, the player of Nyx, a rogue, um, who has two daggers. <laughs> and everyone is very Two more than she should. <laughs> and everyone's very supportive of it. So my fun fact is while I was uh, living in Korea, I really missed pumpkin pie. It's my favorite dessert. And I learned how to make it from scratch. Like, so I made the dough from scratch. I made the pie filling from scratch, including like t- getting a pumpkin and then breaking it down and all that kind of stuff. So, not a- exactly the most fun fact, but I do have a question. And I'm really happy we have a professionally trained dinner person here. Um, and <laughs> um, <but laughs> me the- too. <laughs> <laughs> the question is. I like where is the line for from scratch? Because arguably, I also didn't like you know mill the flour, right? Or oh, you didn't? I okay, did. that's the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I feel like there are certain things where like people will say it's from scratch, and like we just kind of universally acknowledge that if you bought a certain like the basis ingredient you can find in a grocery store, then that is from scratch. But like mm. some of those base ingredients are still. Like, yeah. there were steps to get it to there. 
So I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, it's, um, yeah, the line, I think it evolves over time. You know, it's probably, and this is going to upset Will here, but it might be, from scratch, might be opening a, a package-sealed product and, and, <laughs> and knowing that somebody made that with their own hands somewhere. At least if they use a machine, somebody worked on that machine with their own hands. <laughs> Listen, I make water with my own hands every day. I make a cup of water, you know, <laughs> straight from the source. Actually, if that logic is true as well, if you were to eat an animal, would it never be from origin because the it's animal itself ate grass and grass is the is like the product that it used to build its body. So therefore the base material and from scratch of eating a deer, for example, would be eating grass. <laughs> Unless you're <laughs> feeding that animal with your own hands <laughs> from the beginning and and you're somehow walking it its legs <laughs> and you're building its own muscle and you're somehow uh, pumping its own blood with because you're pressing on its heart and yeah. doing all of those fun- motor functions for the yeah. and it's really not from scratch and and our grandparents they really knew didn't know what the fuck they were <laughs> because you know when they said from scratch they were opening up tubs of cans of spam and shit and throwing that together and making all sorts of gelatin dishes yeah. for people at parties and they thought that was from scratch yeah. so Nope. You know, it's not. I've seen those 1950s. 60s, oh, those are like, yeah, gelatin comes They're from terrifying. a horse's hoof, and they didn't make that, <laughs> that's for sure. So you could also argue that from scratch is only if you photosynthesize your own sunlight. The only from scratch. Yeah, we're all just posers. Will, why don't you introduce yourself after I did it for you? Oh, uh, I'm James. That is my <laughs> second name legally. So uh, James is me, and that's I a fun fact. Play- <laughs> that's a fun fact, though. No. And I am playing your favorite chaotic goblin, Gibbles. Oh yeah. Anyway, that was a weird sound effect. Um, Clip it. My-, <laughs> <laughs> my fun fact of the day is that recently, okay, not recently actually, a while ago, my roommates and I noticed a gas smell inside of our house. And we told our landlord, and his response was, oh, my God, just, like, close the boiling room door, and it will just disappear. Well, guess what? First of all, the boiling room door was already closed, and no, the gas just got worse to a point where we had an inspector come in, shut off the gas, you know, issue an order to our (laughs) landlord who dismissed the inspector and almost forced us to turn the gas back on, which... Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> not fun and not fact. <laughs> anyway, it's also uh, for people who don't know this boiler room that Will's referring to is in the front entrance of the house. So when you walk into the building, it you stinks. smell rot- like rotten egg smell because you have to walk through it. So it's so obvious and apparent that you notice it when you walk into the front door that the owner of the house is like. Really being weird, just it's so, yeah, it's not like hidden away in like a, like you know, the the basement or something. (laughs) Smells are hidden, (laughs) it actually is just a bunch of rotten eggs that someone actually dropped. Oh, god, it's a jar, a jar of smells somewhere. (laughs) Somebody, because that's where you keep your smells. That's a good magic, and your rotten eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Clip it, (laughs) clip it. I'll I'll think about it for later. That actually would be a pretty cool one. I'll think about it for later. We'll go to the next person. Okay. Well, onto my left here. All right. Hello, Andy here. I'm the one playing uh, Linafel, which is definitely not a cult, but a coven member. And my fun fact of the day is I've been learning how to brew alcohol. It's been fun, specifically beer. 
have you taken any of the you know the the off um what is it called not slight what's the, the mash the mash thank you yeah. mash yeah and use that in your in your bread making i have not used it in bread making but we do um like after we're done with it and there's a bit of leftover before yeah. everything ferments before you add the honey before all that fun stuff it is like a really nice tea Oh, nice tea. That's good. It's kind of cereal flavor. I know you can make good cookies with it, and you can make different things. Yeah, we haven't really done too much with it. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of waiting, a lot of sitting. Um, are you using the, like, college-style jank containers, like, you know, filling up, uh, like, a, a mini bar fridge or some, you know, weird shit that no jank one should... Jank containers? Yeah. Are talking about a, a growler? <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not a growler. jank container. Yeah. Is it? I feel like the ones that the college people use, because I never brewed beer. Oh, are you talking about, like, oh, a, you're a talking keg? Like- yeah, but no. like if you made a keg out of something that it should not be a keg. <laughs> no, no, it's I'm learning from a friend who owns a brewery, so like actual like professional equipment and stuff. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, it's so you fun. Got the tanks and you got to sit. It's a whole thing. So yeah. it'll be delicious and completely safe. Yeah, no, I've actually tasted one of them that we were gonna start kegging soon, and it's actually pretty good. I like it. Made a good old seven and a half ish percent. Oh wow, it's nice. Who's who's next? Is it should it be? Is it yeah, it's you. You're the last one. I'm the last one. Okay. Who are you? Uh, who am I? <laughs> Hello, my name is Kev, and I am the Monster Masher. Um, okay, so I, for some reason, I've just been inspired to mention that I did watch the series that Will told me about uh, previously called Kunk on Earth, and I watched it with my mom, you and like it? it was amazing. Oh, it was yes. really good. <laughs> um, if anyone has not seen Kunk on Earth, uh, feel free to watch it. It's very fun. It's on uh, Netflix, Netflix at the yes. moment. And I particularly found uh, th- th- there's a lot of good quotes. And I also love how she continually mentions my mate Paul like to all of these experts as if he's also a point of reference for something. For the record, the show is about this, like, it's a mockumentary about this woman teaching us, like, discovery style, teaching the audience about, like, the world and history and religion, but interviewing those, like, we're actual, literal, actual world experts, but it's totally a joke, and she's crazy. <laughs> anyway. She's a great uh, comedian. Yeah. She's, um, oh, did you ever see the show uh, Taskmaster? No. Yeah, I love Taskmaster. Oh, my gosh. So I love funny. that show. Yeah, where they just, like, give a bunch of comedians, like, a task to complete with no directions or anything and they just have to figure out how they would solve this and it's like it's something as silly as like you bring this like gigantic uh inflatable ball up to the top of a hill on like a windy day and it's just like that's all you have to do but it's just (laughs) yeah yeah, it's really weird because they all have to go back because they do like a live show and they present it yeah but it's like watch it (laughs) it's like eight weeks of filming each (laughs) wow and then they go do the live shows God, it's a lot of work. And it's like, how did you do this? Or like get from here to there or like, you know, like fill this, this like, I don't know, all these, this like tub of water filled using only glasses of water from like, and then travel across. But for every drop you spill, like you, you like, you, or if you spill it all, you lose like the game, but you don't know until the end, till you're watching the footage oh, months later yeah. that like you lost like on the first cup oh yep. no and then you just, just went make, the next but the next 25 minutes yeah. just like trying to move water over so it's on youtube you can watch it on really youtube good. it's great Amazing. yeah well i guess i should get to the recap then since i was the last one last time you left the carnival having spoken to albertini about the book a little bit more 
Nevermore and Nyx had a private conversation where they seemed to bond a little bit over being records, as well as Nyx suggested that maybe Nevermore should not be in contact with the book as much as they are. However, Nevermore seemed attached to it in some way. You went into the carriage, tried to teach the elderly and hard to educate Dr. Al how to play music on a lute, but the lute caused psychic damage to Dr. Al because it refused to be played by anyone but the... Let me play you. (laughs) Let me play you. Uh, Except for the attractive uh, Linofel. So yes, this this lute is uh, vain and uh, maybe ageist, but you know... That's the loot's problem. Cut it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be patient with me. Now. You then proceeded to travel to Starfall via the carriage, arriving in the city to notice a large public gathering for the new political arrangement between Starfall and a powerful astral force, the Astral Empire, a force that Dr. Al knew quite well. They decided to go to the... Starsea Brew Hall, the location where the contact for Grimsby, Fuzzly Muffins, most often stayed. And having gone to the Brew Hall, they proceeded to try and talk to Fuzzly Muffins, who they identified relatively quickly, but forgot Albertini's name. So there was a little bit of a uh, miscommunication between them and the two lieutenants, or maybe, uh, maybe first captains, you weren't really sure their position, in the mercenary band. And you were brought to the super secret booth, which is just a booth in the tavern that has a little curtain. Uh, you talked to Gresky, you talked to Sprocket, and Sprocket revealed that they seemingly have to listen in some way or just kind of believe they should listen in some way to goblin orders and specifically goblins. You also learned that Sprocket's real name was HD480P, but your conversation was then interrupted by... Fuzzly Muffins, who jumped onto the table, wielding a blaster at Dr. Al, revealing that they knew each other, had fought in a war together, and were in fact both ex-generals of the Rebel Alliance, which is not at all referencing anything in particular. So, you know, no. that's fine. Yeah, completely different. Rebel who? <laughs> the Rebel who? Uh, the first time I've heard Rebels in this context before. Yeah, it's completely... Rebel Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now That's I'm just going to include a character named Rebel. An ally. <laughs> An ally. Uh, and she's going to dress like a cat and just like walk through a, a, oh, God. <laughs> a bar. You talked to Fuzzly Muffins, who revealed some information about the relationship between Dr. Al and the Astral Empire. After calming Fuzzly Muffins down and interacting with Fuzzly Muffins, it was revealed that he was a member of Eureka, that he could help you get some support from Eureka if you completed a task for him, and that also the Astral Empire had come here with a huge shipment of something quite important that they were going to send back to the Astral Plane that may relate to Dr. Al's people. Fuzzly Muffins was about to hire you for a job. You all agreed to join in a heist to acquire parts for the soft Gundam ship, as well as some things to sell and smuggle out of town. However, before you could start and enjoy your drinks and um, begin planning the heist, a huge crab claw from a Crustulian, which is an astral crab person species, picked Fuzzly Muffins out of the booth and proceeded to introduce himself as Captain Crabs of the Shivering Timbers. 
and that is where we start our episode. I will ask for everyone to roll initiative. I think before we roll the initiative, um, wait, what's my character's name? I forgot. Yeah, but wait, before, before, because I already did it. Yeah, so, yeah. Do I get a redo? Do I get a redo? Yeah. I wouldn't mind a redo. I wouldn't mind a redo. I'll give you a redo. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It went from a nat one to a 19. <laughs> so I'm at, um, no, I'll be at 13. Uh, my initiative is 11. 12. 20. That fast enough for you all? You feel, you feel is, that, is that good enough? Am I good enough to be in your crew now? <laughs> wow, Dr. Al got really fast. Someone Old remind man like him me. He, someone must have reminded him he was a general. He might have forgotten. Are you tired of searching for invisible objects in your D&D campaign? Do you want a magical solution that's almost as useless as the problem itself? <laughs> well, look no further than our sponsor for today's episode, the Wand of Invisibility Detection. The Wand of Invisibility Detection is a magical wand that helps you locate invisible objects. But only if you're standing within one inch of them. <laughs> That's right. It's the perfect tool for those moments when you're trying to find something invisible and you're already close enough to touch it. <laughs> Simply wave the wand around and it will emit a faint glow when you're within one inch of an invisible object. And the best part? The wand is completely useless <laughs> if you're more than one inch away from that. <laughs> but who cares? You'll be the talk of the town with your magical wand that barely works. And the best news, the wand of invisibility detection won't break the bank. For just 20 gold pieces, you can have your very own wand of invisibility detection. So why wait? Head to your nearest magic item shop and pick up the wand of invisibility detection today. Thanks again to our sponsor, the Wand of Invisibility Detection. Fuck, it's a mouthful. <laughs> Thank you again to our sponsor, the Wand of Invisibility Detection. It's useful in a pinch as long as you're within an inch. <laughs> that is great. That is That's so a bad. really good question. I have the initiative. Um, so right as the, the initiative starts, I guess Gibbles will scream out, It's a giant mermaid! <laughs> <laughs> it grabbed our guy! You yell, it's a mermaid very loudly. A lot of people are confused. Muffins! Uh, <laughs> muffins! Uh, right. Muffins goes, It's not a fucking mermaid! <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of I didn't look like I'm a not, mermaid. I know a mermaid when I see one! <laughs> You think the fucking world's on turtles, you idiot! Just kind of screaming in this exchange as being pulled away. Now, bring into action. <laughs> bring into action. The first person to go is Dazzle, which is the uh, multicolored sort of rainbow cat. Are you telling me someone rolled higher than me? Yes. <laughs> Dazzle got a 21. Even at my fastest. <laughs> yeah. I still um, can't compete. Just tell me I'm on my way out. Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> tell me I'm on my way out. So to describe what this looks like for listeners, they are all sitting in a booth, apart from Fuzzly Muffins, who's been pulled out of the booth. They're in a tavern that is 70 feet long by 40 feet wide. So it's quite a large space filled with many people. And there's people talking and being rowdy and punching each other and drinking all around the space. To move through the tavern quickly is a difficult terrain because you have to run into people and everything is half speed. In addition, any AOE attacks that are used will hit people. So Perfect. you need to be a little bit careful about what you use if you're just going to try and use an explosion. However, 
the people are also maybe something you can use to help you. You see that the people are very rowdy. So if you somehow push someone into them, they will punch them and hurt them. Uh, so you can kind of knock people into the crowds to do damage. You also see as this curtain is pulled that the band has changed its music and they are counting some coins as if they've been paid some money and are now putting them away to swap the theme song that's happening in the bar. So I will tell you that theme song because Captain Krabs will sing it on his turn. Now, you see that there's the bar to your left. The door is 70 feet on the opposite side of the building, so it will require uh, two turns generally with the difficult terrain, or actually more than two turns of the difficult terrain to get past. And the... uh, Band is playing on your right-hand side. So imagine you've got bar to your left if you're going to the door and band to your right as you're going towards the door. There is a set of stairs that goes upstairs. There's also a set of stairs that goes downstairs behind the bar itself. But that one requires you to leap over the bar to access. On the wall, there are different alcohols, including some astral sort of alcohols. And just to remind everyone, since we did mention it before, due to world building and RP, uh, role play, there is tight water available, which if you happen to know... Uh, if you're having to throw a tight water bottle from the bar at someone... You don't have, have to tell me. We've <laughs> 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 all a, seen the effects of tight water. They must do a constitution save or be knocked prone and take uh, force damage as it explodes. So that how is, much uh, force, depending on how much you shaked it? 1d8. And if you spend a turn shaking it, you can do 2d8. Um, would tight water count as an AoE? Uh, it will not. It's a target. You hit one person with it. However, if you knock them prone, they also will be knocked five feet back, which means they'll be knocked into the crowd, which means they will then get punched in the face by angry crowd members because they've jostled them while they're drinking their drink. So you can use the tight water to try and manipulate stuff. Django. However... The first person to go is Dazzle, and you're all sitting in this uh, booth, so you will all need to, unfortunately, make a save. Because Dazzle comes up to all of you and blows this multicolored glittery dust that seems to come off of their fur. Maybe it's dandruff, you don't know. And just (laughs) (laughs) sprays it in a cone in front of all of you. So you all need to do a uh, wisdom saving throws. Fuck. 13. 6. 16. 13. 13 is what you needed to pass. I will now roll for Nevermore, for Grusky, and for Sprocket. Nevermore fails with only a 8. Grusky fails with only a 7. Or actually with a 10. Sprocket, I think, also fails, but I will confirm. The best smugglers in the the game (laughs) universe. I rolled real low on all of them. This glitter is just power word kill. (laughs) (laughs) And the campaign's over. Join us next week for our new campaign where we're just going to be traditional TTRPG and we're going to play the guys who killed us. Didn't you say once that there was a canister of tight water that's usually stored below the the structure? (laughs) There's also a safe filled with tight water water boiler room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is there a... We light light this place up. (laughs) Sprocket also failed. Because they only got a 10. Tight so, this place up. <laughs> tight <right>. this place <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. You see that the glitter affects only, generally, like only half of you, really. For Gibbles, your mind is assaulted by a pervasive and repetitive. 
baby. <laughs> and you see a lot of multicolored sort of glitter and you are blinded and deafened uh, for the time being. This is what I imagine like acid is like. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you're on drugs um, and you also see Grusky and Sprocket start to, their eyes glaze over and go pink and purple and Grusky starts going, what is happening? What is, where is, what is happening? And Sprocket's like, what's going on? What's going on? Very confused, but they are uh, also affected by this weird glitter. Now, Dazzle only does that, and then you see that they disengage because they are very fast. So they run up to everyone, do that, and disengage back. But they can only go 15 feet, so they're only 15 feet away from you um, because the crowd is around them. And the next person to go is Dr. Al. Oh, yay. Okay. Hmm. I, did, I didn't suffer any of this sparkliness. No. You just smell uh, a lot of bubble gum and also cat. Uh, I was going to say urine, but that doesn't, that's <laughs> yeah, awful. You smell bubblegum and cat urine. Thankfully, what I a can't combination. smell very well. All right, I'm going to rush over to my uh, long-lost friend over here, Fuzzly. Okay. Fuzzly yeah, he's, he's right Mr. beside Muffin. you because the crab is... Yeah, okay. And, I, and I'll... Uh, uh, is he being held inside a claw? Yes, inside a claw. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, jam my stick in there. Not, sorry, my st- staff. I mean, I mean, my quarter staff... Into yeah. the, yeah, into the end jaws and pry them open. Okay, so we'll do an opposed strength uh, check. You can use athletics. They can only use strength, uh, so they will only add a plus four. Thirteen. I only got an eight. Ooh. <laughs> so you... Old boy still got it. Yeah, you stick the the uh, staff directly into the crab claw uh, using, like, the right uh, application of force and uh, angle. Leverage. Yeah, leverage. <sighs> Open the Pulleys crab. and rope and <laughs> sticks and levers. Somewhere far away, someone goes, witchcraft? <laughs> <laughs> you see Fuzzly falls. Fuzzly has been wrapped in something that the claw applied to him when he was grabbed. So he's fully wrapped up in some device that's keeping him from using his arms. But he can now move around. Uh, he falls prone. Wait, is, uh, by the way, is Gibbles like fully like blind or? You are fully blind. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I've just been picturing a like Fox from Star Fox and like stuck in a barrel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A barrel up. neck up to his neck. Yeah. yeah. In a little. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> little astral barrel. And you hear, looks at the crowd going, fuck you. So- He's going to fucking beat your shit up. He knows how to use that so fucking one's going to go so far up your crab ass. Well, well, uh, uh, s- settle down there, one. I, 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 um, I'm starting to regret freeing you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. We're gonna, we're gonna do this. We're gonna, my best team ever. Let's go. Yeah, I, I didn't just quit the war for all of the casualties <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of the death. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Confused. Uh, anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Can I do a, uh, some kind of perception or investigation on the, what they got what they got sprayed with? Yes. Uh, you can do a um, history or maybe nature. Is it natural? Because it, it's no knowledge of the species. You want to oh, okay. understand what the... Okay, it's a species the... thing. It's not like a chemical. No, or like no. A, okay, I'll do that then. A uh, 14. Okay, a 14 is pretty good. You know that this is a glamour cat, which is a basically... Um, it's a tabaxi species that went to the astral plane and interacted with a... Uh, sentient nebula of glitter which is essentially this sort of uh, powerful uh, astral entity and they've been infused by exposure with this sort of astral glitter which in other species causes 
a lot of delusions and like visions and um, auditory sort of hallucinations. And who got affected by it? Only it looks like Grusky, Sprocket, and Gibbles. Okay. And Nevermore. Sorry, Nevermore as All well. All right, everybody keep them safe. They're tripping balls right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Um, no, I think. Fuzzly is next, but is unable to break out of the restraints at the moment. So you just see him get up and basically try to run into the booth to be behind everyone because he realizes they're looking, they're trying to get him. So he's, you know, smart enough to realize I need to be out of the way so that people don't get hurt. The next person to go is the, what looks like the Githyanki who uh, pulls out this weird looking blade. They basically move into the booth and in the booth, they grab Fuzzly Muffins, their psionic abilities activate and they blink 30 feet into the crowd away from everyone. So they're now, uh, we'll say that Fuzzly moved in about 5, 10 feet. So they're 20 feet away from everyone, uh, the Githyanki is. And they've grabbed uh, specifically Fuzzly and have moved over. You get the sense that they stop paying attention to every member of the crew and just start moving. Anyone can do an insight check at this point. Well, probably not me because I can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's blind cannot. I got a 10. That one. 14. 14 is enough to know. You realize that Githyanki is working with this crowd, probably gave them the tip, but he's going to probably act independently. So that may be a point of tension between the crew. They won't attack anyone because they've moved out of the way. Grusky is next. Grusky is blinded and deafened. So Grusky is going to feel around <laughs> and move out of the booth, but basically just get halfway, maybe like 10 feet out. So he's surrounded by the crew, but is not aware of where anyone is. He will attempt to cast Barkskin on himself because he can do that, even though he's uh, deafened and blinded. And he just gains additional AC because you realize Grusky's a druid. Um, so even though he's a Waken Bear, he's also a druid and can cast some magic. Then at the end of his turn, he makes the save again to see if he's no longer blinded and deafened. He gets a 20 because of his bonus to wisdom as a druid, and he passes. So you see that the, the uh, sort of effects fade off of Grusky, and Grusky now looks around, standing beside Captain Krabs and the uh, gif, the the sort of hippo man who are, who are beside him. Now, this is all pretty tight, so just be aware that you can basically attack anyone you want. The only person who is now further away from you and would require you to move to them is the Githyanki with Fuzzly Muffins. The next person to go is the GIF and you see the GIF pulls a gun up and fires at Dr. Al. Oh! <laughs> a seven to hit. A nat 20 to hit on the second yeah, shot. Yeah, well, the second one is. 21 damage. So you just okay, see Dr. Okay. Al prize the claw open. The you know, Githyanki grabs uh, Fuzzly as he tries to retreat back into the booth and steps away. And then the gif goes right and psh, just straight into Dr. Al's chest. You see actually a, a shard of crystal is just like in uh, uh, Dr. Al's body. Yep. I'm at, I, I'm at nine. <laughs> nine HP. <laughs> I'm at a, I'm at a solid nine. <laughs> just, I'm feeling, and that's out of, that's out of 31. <laughs> yeah. He only hit one of his attacks. Yep. And also, what I did on my turn completely got undone. <laughs> so, so, so. Yeah, if anything, you kind of made it worse. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like now he's out and he's further away. Yeah, and also, unfortunately, uh, you separated uh, 
him out, but Fuzzly Muffins had nowhere to go because he was just by the booth, so he couldn't really run effectively either. So uh, unfortunately, the initiative order was very bad for you there. Felt really good about it going in. Yeah. Well, actually, there this may still help you in a weird way. So after the gif goes, it is Captain Krabs. Captain Krabs looks at the gif, and you see he basically moves to the gif and tries to... Uh, like puts his claw out for Fuzzly and the gift just money, does, money, 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 money. Yeah. Money, <laughs> money, money. And the gift just doesn't give him Fuzzly. You see the crab kind of realizes, Oh, are you trying to screw me for the bounty? Like, is this what's going on? Oh, and yeah. now prepares to square up against the gift as well. But Captain Krabs is a Crystulian, which Dr. Al knows as well. Crystulians can improve their uh, sort of strength and durability by singing songs via a specialized organ, basically sea shanties, um, that make them a little bit tougher, a little bit stronger. And so he begins to sing a song so that he can improve his ability to steal Fuzzly Muffins from the Gith Yankees' hands. Is this a song about how he's so shiny? No, it's not a song about how shiny he is. It is, in fact, the following song. Are you ready, globe walkers? <laughs> Who lives in that pineapple soaring through space? Captain Crab Shakes. Krusty and Callister, deadly is he. Captain Crab Shakes. If facing your death is your final wish, Captain Crab Shakes, then fall on my sword. I'll get you like a fish. Uh, and proceeds <laughs> to slash at the Gith Yankee. Can we take a moment to appreciate that song? Yeah. That was beautiful. That's good. The lyrics are <laughs> <laughs> We have the Instagram Captain Crab. You see the, the band is playing as well, and you realize they're giving him bardic inspiration. Holy original? <laughs> Completely. <laughs> totally, holy, holy original. Wow. He's going to first attempt to take the Fuzzly from the Githyanki's hands. He will, with his first action, just try to pull. So this will be a uh, 16 versus the Giths. You see the Gith gets a nat 20 and dodges the attempt to pull uh, Fuzzly out of their hands. And then you see after the crab claw fails, Captain Crabshanks attacks with uh, his blade. Uh, and with the Bardic Inspiration, he's able to hit. So he does a D8, two D8s plus four because of some, uh, you see, ice damage, which goes off on the blade hitting. So he only does eight damage. Um, and you see they start dueling. The the uh Captain Krabs also moves in front of the Gith Yankees, so the Gith Yankee can't leave as easily. But you do know the Gith Yankee's pretty good at, at you know, moving around, and they are a little bit further away from you. So, Also, a friendly reminder, everyone has a coven mark still. Yes. <laughs> My episodely reminder, because I forget sometimes to tell people. Yes. Everyone but me. It's Linafel's turn after that. Uh, okay, so seeing everything happening, Linafel, you know, loves the song. Remember it for later. And... On the GIF, I'm going to use unsettling words. And in its head, it's just hearing something about, like, do I know anything about the war besides... You know that a bunch of foxes in space, or yeah. supposedly space, fought a bunch of doctors. <laughs> <laughs> or fought with a bunch of doctors. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I know fuck all about it. Um, yeah, so I'm just... In its head, it's just hearing, like, you're all gonna die. And, and it's will be minus two. And then I'm going to cast uh, Crown of Madness. Okay. I will do a save, I believe, Wisdom. Yeah, 14. So whatever it is, minus two. 15. Son of a bitch! <laughs> 17 minus two. Uh, yeah, the, do you see the Gith Yankee kind of shake it off? Um, also now realize that people are 
paying attention to it. And Krabs has just hit him with a sword. So you see that they are like, okay, wait, what's the biggest threat? This group or Krabs? And maybe having to figure that out. I'm going to move like to be a bit more in the crowd. Not in the crowd, like just away. So I, yeah. I don't want to be out of the AOE. <laughs> yeah, you're no <laughs> yeah. longer with the group of people all there. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll a little say, closer to the bar. If you go sure. into the crowd, you get punched. Is that what happens? Yeah, if you like, go into the crowd uh, by like getting pushed or you try to force your way through. Yeah, so I'm just going to get as close Gentle. to the bar as I can. Okay. Because yeah, I can, can always get, jump on okay. top of the bar. You get like 15 feet. So you're basically beside the Dazzle Cat. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll move a little closer to the Dazzle Cat. Meanwhile, Gibbles. Okay. It's okay. It's okay, Gibbles. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of petting. <laughs> Gibbles in Wonderland. <laughs> Hand on the wall. Follow, follow, <laughs> follow the wall. No, Queen of Spades. I will not follow you into this big bush. <laughs> it's Gibbles' turn. Well, um, please, DM, tell me, what can Gibbles do? <laughs> uh, you can, at the end of your turn... Try to make the uh, save again. You can still move, but you are limited in how far you can move. Because I don't of, fucking know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you mean move? Uh, you could try to reach out anywhere towards you. You could try to cast. I will just like direction. go under the table. Okay, <laughs> that's like what I'll do. In a ball under the table. Curl in a ball under the table. End my turn. So now I can roll a save check. Yes. You can yeah. roll a wisdom save. Wisdom save. Okay. The music's bumping. You have a coven mark. Gibbles thinks he's going under the table, but in reality, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Actually, oh, no. Uh, the coven mark is what again? Uh, D4. D4, okay. <gasps> 13. 13 is just enough. Oh, my God. So you I, see the effects yay. fade. <laughs> but you realize that you thought you were going under the table. In reality, you just went under Grusky's legs and you're directly under his body. <laughs> and so you now are under the giant roaring bear oh my God. in the middle of everyone else. Why is it so dark? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 remember, he's wearing a jock strap. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Duck. Yeah. <laughs> the jock strap. Very obviously in your vision. <laughs> Um, you also smell a lot of salmon because he's been transporting salmon a lot. <laughs> no, the, no more salmon. To the, uh, you know, the the rural bear. Pretty delicious and... salmon. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's not the same salmon from that one one shot we no, did, right? No, okay, no, no. Right, Thank right. God. But that's why I'm saying no more salmon. <laughs> <laughs> I, it sucks because I actually like salmon as like a, it's like, it's like a, enjoyable food. I enjoy yeah, I salmon yeah, as I a good fish. Yeah, Cav ruined it. Ruined it ruined ruined. I ruined salmon. Our next character to go is Nyx. Okay. I would like to first shapeshift into the bartender. Okay. And then I'm going to ask if this is possible. Can I use Mage Hand to grab some tight water and throw it at the Githyanki? You can't throw with a lot of force with Mage Hand. Could I use Catapult? You can bring one to you and then use Catapult. But, oh, actually, you have a feature that improves your mage hand. So I'm actually going to say that you can attempt to throw with mage hand tight water at someone. If you use catapult, it will do even more damage because you add the catapult damage on top of the damage the tight water, yeah, water already does. Um, you j- I don't know how catapult works, I guess. You choose an item and then it fires in a straight line towards something. And when it hits, it deals additional damage when it hits the thing. So you would deal the damage for catapult plus the damage for the tight water exploding. Plus it would use... Um, it would probably be like 2d8 worth of tight water explosion. And then they also could be knocked prone. But you could just take Mage Hand and throw one and try to knock someone prone. And the Githyanki is still holding the fox, right? Yes. 
So if I was to do catapult, the fox could also take that damage? Yeah. It, well, probably not unless he put fizzle, fuzzly muffins in front of him as a shield, but he's not doing that right now. So Okay. In that case, I will mage hand, bring it to me, and then catapult if that takes two turns, I understand. Yeah, that would take two turns. You could okay. mage hand in one turn or you could mage hand to prepare a catapult. Sure. I'll mage hand and bring the tight water to me. And then you You bring not just one like bottle of tight water you bring like one of the tight water mixers which they use for mixed drinks so it's just like a full glass bottle that's reinforced with steel like ribbing all the way around it yes and (laughs) gently moving it so it doesn't (laughs) jostle and then you like station it you like prepare it on the table to be like flicking it with your finger towards whoever you're gonna throw it at i'd love to see like the logistics behind transporting type (laughs) packaging and transporting it around yeah you have to have it like yeah. security arm personnel yeah it's the most secure <laughs> it's just it's like it's got you know in the back of a truck it's got all of the yeah. the warnings the explosive it's combustible every. it it's has like, a, a con like a convoy a police con not sport. only is it a delici- delicious beverage it's also a bomb yeah it's yeah. like every uh like western movie where someone is transporting nitroglycerin Yes, yeah. it's like the nitroglycerin. <laughs> if one drops, falls <laughs> the whole thing. It's like that. It's literally the movie where there's like a train and it's a bunch of nitroglycerin, and the whole idea is that if it ever gets jostled, it's gonna f- explode. And I don't even know if that's true, but you know, that's tight water. Yeah. So comparable <laughs> to nitroglycerin. Yes, uh, and so you you pull it over. Uh, so now you bring the uh, bottle over. After that, it is going to be. Nevermore's turn. Nevermore is, of course, blinded, deafened. I will roll to see if they get out of that. They also have a covered mark. They pass. They don't have to use it. And then we've got Sprocket. Sprocket also passes. So you see that they all recover from the glitter that has been used and are now able to do something the next turn. They see that Captain Krabs and the Githyanki are kind of fighting, but also the Captain Krabs and the Githyanki realize that everyone's kind of stopped being distracted by the glitter the next person to go is Dazzle again. Dazzle is by Linifel, and realizing that everyone's kind of no longer affected by the Dazzle is going to attack Linifel. Why can't he just spray us again? No, <laughs> oh, I will roll to see if that recharges. Oh my god. <laughs> why did you do that? Well, this why is why I moved I away. It? Why? it recharges, but they're not going to use it because no one's in a crowd again and they want to hit multiple people. They will attack Linifel with their two attacks. One attack hits with a 20, but not nat. You take nine damage from a uh, slash with one of these crystal swords, and uh, a five of that damage seems to be uh, fire damage that kind of goes off as the crystal resonates. And then the Dazzle Cat points at crabs, them, or kind of looks at crabs and the gif and themselves, and you see some glamour sort of glitter comes off of them, and gives them temporary HP. And they all get 11 temporary HP on top of their HP pools. We've had a very productive first turn. I did nothing. Gibbles hid under a bear. Nick's got some tight water. I mean, Dr. Al did the most, and he freed someone, which inevitably caused another problem. I, yeah, <laughs> me getting hit in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> the one benefit of getting uh, fuzzily grappled by the Githyanki is that the Githyanki has a lower strength score. So that means that they are more likely to get out of the grapple. But as we can tell from this party, we are all very strong. <laughs> Physical Al. strength is our game. That's what we make our money on. Al is next. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I will. I feel like I played my hand with the strength thing. Do you think I could reach Fuzzly? Yes, you can reach Fuzzly because even with the teleport, they were they had to come into the booth to grab him, and then they could only go a certain distance out. So you can reach them. Okay, but if I go into the crowd, how do I? Uh, would I have to? Uh, if you walk, you don't have to make a save. If you were to try and sprint through Leap the crowd through. or run through, then you may have to. You can reach them by just moving by walking because they're only okay. Then I'll just do it by walking. I'm not gonna. I'm not, <laughs> I've done the jump into frame thing, you know, and land on my. I'm gonna instead of like a kung fu movie, more like. Uh, a stylized Jason Bourne film. Yes, <laughs> Jason Bourne moving through. Uh, you see a lot of the crowd is starting to realize the fight's going on, so they may be starting to pay attention to you, but otherwise haven't. So would I have to wrestle him away from anybody from the Githyanki? Uh, yeah, you could attempt to pull him out from the Githyanki, okay, yes. I'll do that. Opposed strength. Fuzzly, I'm here. Five. Well, I only got a five, so <laughs> if you want to use... Rolly. Oh, you have a coven mark. Coven oh, mark. I am. Uh, what is it? It's a four. D4. D4. It literally just has to be anything. Yeah, right? as long as you roll it, you'll succeed. I'll roll for you. Three. Three. Yeah, you, you're fine. So you slap I've with... I've got you! <laughs> Do you slap with the stick, like, on the wrist? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Get off him! Get <laughs> off. Uh, kind of drop fuzzily. So you made a mistake. Proceeds to look at you. Uh, but now crabs My and only him mistake are... was letting this get out of hand. Uh, you see now the Kishanki, <laughs> crabs, and you are in like a standoff where there's like a triangle of you and they're all you're all looking at Fuzzly Muffins who's fallen on the ground oh. in front of you. <laughs> a good old astral standoff. <laughs> yeah. And then Fuzzly goes, I'm not someone pick me the fuck up. <laughs> Just kind of yelling in the middle of this this interaction. Following them, it is Gith Yankee's turn. Now I can no, uh, I can get him away, but I can't fight this. <laughs> so um, get, please, someone come after me. Buzzly <laughs> gets up and moves towards Grusky because Grusky is very big, and uh, he can hide near him and kind of get some cover in yeah. the crowd. So he runs there. He's now safe. Mm, and now I forgot we had a big bear. You had a giant bear. <laughs> you had a giant bear. We just thought it was a, just a useless arf. It was like it was like a structure to hide under and to yeah. to make fun of because of its smell. Yeah, turns out it's a bear. It's a It's a bear. And last time I checked, bears were bigger than crabs. Yeah, they're much bigger than this crab. I don't. Why do we keep talking about crabs? Like, Strawberry. what does crab has anything to do with a mermaid? Like, literally, I do not understand. <laughs> yeah, right. My bad. If it's a mermaid, we're screwed. If it's a <laughs> crab, we're good. We all know a bear's natural enemy. Crab. <laughs> the, the, the mermaids, because they they're champions of the fish and they fight back against the bears' rampant right. destruction of the environment. Fuzzly runs there. Githyanki goes. Githyanki can't get away because they don't have their jump anymore. That's so funny. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry, yeah. what did Fuzzly do? Fuzzly ran towards Grusky and is actually, he goes directly <laughs> between Grusky's legs. And so he just like shimmies you out and just was like, get out of the way, motherfucker. Come on, get in space. And you're now all trying to hide under the bear's <laughs> legs. Yeah. No, hey, it, everyone it, meet. That's where we're going to have our meeting. Yeah. It does make sense that a, that the bear's natural or the crab's natural. The bear's natural enemy is a, is a mermaid because if you think about it, it's like you're tempted by the tail. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is another fish. And then next thing you know, <laughs> double barrel shotgun comes. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, it's fucking a hunting season. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. This is why they're enemies. It's wabbit. It's bear season. <laughs> it's bear season. Now it is 
Githyanki's turn. Githyanki is going to attack both crabs and you. I but see you pointing at me, but you can't possibly mean me. <laughs> <laughs> so one attack against crabs, one attack against uh, Al. Against crabs, he got a 22. Against Al, he only got a 9. Oh, Very lucky. This attack does 3d6 plus 3 damage. 1d6 of that being psychic. And there's an additional effect. 12 damage to the crab. You see that the crab also can't continue the song. So the second that Captain Krabs is hit, he loses his place in the theme song and has to restart it on in the st- at his turn. So you realize his defenses go down a little bit. He had bonus AC. Also, he makes a constitution saving throw. You see that Krabs fails the check by one and a portion of the living blade that is being that he is hit with comes off and attaches to him. And like the Venom symbiote starts attacking and eating and trying to bore into his chitin and onto his body. You see that he's in a lot of pain as it continues to bore and eat at his very flesh as it's trying to damage him further. And you now realize what this weapon is, uh, Dr. Al, and you realize, oh shit, no one should get hit by that because if you do, you're not going to be able to be healed very effectively until that's removed. And that's pretty hard to take out. He's not fucking around, everyone. <laughs> yeah, basically. And it was, it was the Gith Yankee who yeah. used yeah. that. Yeah, they have the the um, the astral weapons, the yeah. sort of uh, technology. Yeah. Um, now, Grusky looks at everyone, sees the pe- two people below his legs, uh, and <laughs> proceeds to, like, he goes on all fours so that he's like, now you're under the belly and produces like a, a like a bear wall. So you have to reach under the bear to access either grip gibbles or <laughs> or, or um, uh, fuzzly muffins. How does this make gibbles feel? At least I'm like not stuck in between his thick butt cheeks, you know? <laughs> you're also a lot closer to the jostrap. <laughs> <laughs> But you now are protected. You feel protected, yeah. Do, yeah. You, feel, do you feel safe? Oh, I feel you safe. You feel safe in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> and Gr- Grusky asks everyone, what should I do? Too many people. I can't shoot my lightning bolt. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, sorry. I suck in stomach. And it's a little better. Yeah, it's but... a little better. <laughs> <laughs> when he goes to take a breath. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he sees he waits for orders, but just bunkers down and prepares an action to attack anyone that comes close to him. Then it is the gift's turn. The gift, the hippo man, pulls a grenade out from his pocket <laughs> and rolls it under the bear. Just straight up a grenade. <laughs> like, let's go. And I would like the bear and Gibbles, Gibbles and the and Fuzzly Muffins to make a constitution saving throw. Who's gonna take a grenade for the team? Wait, but don't grenades like the way they work is like I, I still have a second to kind of like roll it back to him, you know? Back and forth, back and forth. I feel like, like there should be like a bear. Could there be a dexterity back from the bear? Could there be a dex check from one of them? You, yeah. you have a dexterity saving throw, please. If okay. you crit, yes, and if you don't crit, oh then what you're doing is you're rolling it away from Girl, you, so you, you take crit? half like, damage. <laughs> no, but you're gonna get closer to it. You're gonna okay. put your hand closer to it and try to roll it and explodes. Oh my god. It's a fucking two. Your arm is gone. (laughs) (laughs) You pick up the grenade and Fuzzly is like, fucking throw it! (laughs) 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 You're so close. Gibbles has had a rough few like 
seconds. Hold on. I don't even know Gibbles knows what a grenade is. No, so I'm so like, <laughs> what is this magical rock? <laughs> you know? From your Boom. perspective, you just went on an acid trip and then you thought the acid trip ended, but then you smelled salmon and looked at like a giant jockstrap. <laughs> that jockstrap then got closer and all of the walls around you got darker. There was a fog. Fu- you lost your ability to breathe until this like you know furry room moved it up and then something rolls towards you it's been what in 10 seconds yeah it's been like maybe 12 <laughs> seconds Wait, the grenade no. rolls in and i'm like it's a nut and then grab the nut. i got it <laughs> <laughs> fuzzly muffins is so pissed off fuzzly muffins got a fucking 19 oh my which means God. at 23 Almost. and he has avoidance so you see that he definitely goes directly by <laughs> Living <laughs> legend does a barrel roll right does by. Does a barrel roll behind Gibbles, so Gibbles blocks the explosion fully because they're the same size. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and I will roll for uh, also the bear who has disadvantage because it's directly under him. Grusky fails. I really um, wanted the bear to get a crit. <laughs> like, so this is a good debate if if uh, if war is is part of natural selection or not. <laughs> Whoever picks up grenades should they be <laughs> should they be Cold. procreating? <laughs> so five d six four dam- force damage is dealt, oh. which is I just rolled twenty two damage. In addition, this is a force grenade, so it would normally cause people to be knocked prone. But because it's directly under the bear, it causes Grusky to be lifted directly upwards. <laughs> so the bear then falls back gravity, down. Gravity, <laughs> gravity returns the back there. And I will roll, I would like, again, another deck save from Gibbles and from Fuzzly Muffins. For the deck save, it is a five. And for the deck save for uh, Fuzzly Muffins, it's only, it's a 15. Gibbles which is just dead. enough. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that a wild and then was knocked the fuck out. Wait, but completely I think my health smothered is by a bear. By the way, so you're gonna make oh one fail. Well, your total health save. is 22. Is terrible. And we're level four, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I have 24. I thought you had more no, than I me. I don't have. Wait, hold on, let me. I was gonna say we should do a dick save for the bear, but he's wearing a dog, a jock strap. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a jock strap, so he's fine. He's he's safe. He's got safety. Yeah. Um, no dick save for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's protected. So Gibbles knocked the fuck unconscious by the explosion, <laughs> then has a bear fall on him and deal 10 more damage, <laughs> causing another failed save. But you only take 10. De- you, you just fail one I death save. Am, yeah, what, is, what was your total HP? I'm going to I'm going on like DDB right now. because It's I, not I, enough to kill him. Well, anyway, Fucking I'm unconscious for now. Like, yeah. I'll get back to you on that. So I'm, I'm just unconscious. Yeah. So Gibbles. And bears throbbing cock underneath <laughs> his truck and just laying on me. <laughs> I never said throbbing cock. I don't know what's up. We don't, we don't know what's under I there, man. <laughs> Who knows what's under there? So much is going on and from like my perspective, I've just ordered a drink. Like, yeah. <laughs> you see Fuzzy Muffin's barrel rolls behind Gibbles so deftly. Then barrel rolls out from under the bear and you see Gibbles just go <laughs> and then get hit by the explosion. The bear go up Hit Gibbles, crush Gibbles a little bit under the bear. Grisky goes, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Um, and is quite concerned, but it's fine. He survives. He takes the damage and is still up. Oh, 26. Okay, so I had 26 health, not 22. So now which you means just, I'm a, yeah, you're just I'm under. Six. Yeah. The man is six. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you get, 
you're not unconscious when you go up in the air with yeah, the forest, but then and I, then you yeah. land, and then the bear falls on you. I'm and- like, no, yeah, I'm like the, the grenade pulls off. I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay. My little hand, oh my god, my little hand goes like outside of the bear's bed. Yeah. I'm like, guys, I'm fine. <laughs> the like the cloud, the shadow gets <laughs> Just Gibbles constantly saying, "I'm fine," and then a bear landing on you. Now it's Captain Crab's turn. Captain Crab's. Uh, looks at all both of you and uh, looks at the Gith Yankee and says, No one stops Captain Krabs, and I don't suffer mutineers. Uh, uh, R. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have <laughs> noises. He tried. I yes. Tried. <laughs> my, my pirate noises. R. And he begins to sing the song again, which I won't sing the full entirety oh for gosh. you again. Um, but he begins to sing, Captain Crab Shanks, Captain Crab Shanks. You see his, uh, his again, chitin gets tougher and more um, resilient. He scuttles away because he's within range to scuttle away and disengage as an action to get beside Fuzzly Muffins. But he can't pick him up on this turn. So he just basically gets between Fuzzly Muffins and the rest of you so that he can uh, stop someone from grabbing Fuzzly Muffins and getting away without an opportunity attack. So he can kind of try right. and control the... Right, so he's around the bear. Yeah, he's around the bear or near the bear. Now, after Crabs, it is Linafel's turn. Okay, and I'm at the bar with yeah, the... Uh, with Dazzlecat. Dazzlecat. That's- All right, Um, I'm going to see Gibbles going down. Are you going to see Gibbles going down? Do <laughs> a perception check. You're in a very busy bar, and a lot of shit's been going yeah. on. Not a hard check because yeah, it's 16 plus stuff. Yeah, you so. notice the explosion is pretty obvious. Not much I can really do to help, though. Sadly, everyone sees a bear go 10 feet in the air and then fall. Hard to miss that. <laughs> I'm gonna do um same thing, unsettling words. Okay, saying like, and in his head, it's just hearing dogs are better. <laughs> so and, offended. Yeah. Uh, so I roll a six on that. So it's going to be minus six. And then I will cast hold person. Fails. Yeah. So now they can't move. They're stuck. I will go away. I was going to go to the bar, but now I'm just going to go back. Cause I'm hoping I can help Gibbles from di- stop him from dying. So I'm going to get as close as I can to Gibbles. Save me, Papa. You can get right beside Gibbles. Yeah. And the bear. And Captain Krebs. So I'm going to be, I don't want to be in melee range. Yeah. You're crab. out of range of. Captain okay, Krabs. I just want to be in, like, next turret I can get to Gibbles. Yes, that's fine. Gibbles, I'll help you. <laughs> Don't die. We really need new members. <laughs> Suck at your stomach. <laughs> yeah, so they're, with hold person, yeah, they're just, um, they're, they're paralyzed. paralyzed until, well, at the end of their turn, they can roll. So, yeah, that is my turn. After Linafel, it is Gibbles, which means Gibbles must make a death saving throw. 16. You pass. After Gibbles, dun, dun. it is Nyx. The catapult is ready. All right. Um, I <laughs> I take my... it. So it's just one can, or is it like a... Uh, wh- it's a big gra- glass bottle that's reinforced with steel. Got so, it. Okay, yeah. so it's one large yeah. tight water. And I catapult it towards the Githyanki. Um, and I want to use, can I choose to use the cover mark after I roll or should I choose before? After your roll can be used. Okay. So I will catapult it at the gift. So this will be a save followed by if you hit 5d8 bludgeoning damage. No, sorry. 3d8 bludgeoning damage plus 3d8 force damage because you're using a large bottle of tight water. And then it's going to run into stuff, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. This is a lot of damage. Yeah, that's what we hope. So is, you just have to... the red explosive barrel. Right, I talked a lot of shit, so <laughs> I need all the help I can get. 
I rolled. What was your spell save, DC? Dex 11. The Githyanki gets a 10. <gasps> oh, So it my. just fails. So I would like you to roll. In this case, the damage types don't matter. You can roll me 5d or 68 damage plus they'll get pushed into the crowd so they'll take an additional d10 of bludgeoning damage as the crowd punches them in response to them getting thrown into them it's fan fan fucking tastic okay uh 30 damage <laughs> and then they're pushed five feet back Did you no that's it? with the 30 okay yeah with so the crowd 30 damage in one go i i'm just like in in pure enjoyment, just yes. Just, oh. Some people deal thirty damage in one turn. Some people are dealt thirty damage in <laughs> one turn. There's two types of people. In this world. Yeah, two types of people. Do you imagine like being a spectator for this? First, first a bear goes ten feet up into the air and falls. And then the most powerful of tight water. Um, thirty damage is so much fucking damage, and they get pushed into the crowd. They are so hurt. They are still up, but they are prone in the crowd and getting punched. They're so still conscious and they'll beat take up. more ah. uh, damage, but they're pretty pretty close to getting knocked unconscious with just one tight water explosion. And there's more tight water, but that was one. And they're they're knocked prone, so they can't do opportunity attacks against Al uh, on their turn. Who needs your dastardly weapon technology when you have friends with tight water? <laughs> <laughs> One more coming up. <laughs> Nick's just no, no, hold off, hold on. <laughs> it's, it's probably overkill. <laughs> Nevermore's next. Nevermore has some options. Oh, actually, Gibbles is, is unconscious. So uh, you see Nevermore runs up and casts life transference and uses that to give you HP. <laughs> they take themselves 19 damage and you would gain 38 total back. Uh, but you have way way the less hell, than that's that. So, so. much. Okay. Yeah, life transference is an amazing healing spell. But they did take nineteen damage. That's her only thing she can do this turn. But you are now not dead. But you're still under the bear, just pinned uh, for the time being. Nevermore then looks up and prepares to cast spells. Nevermore is a very powerful spellcaster, but very like low HP and can get hit easily. But Next turn, we'll be able to use Blight or some necrotic damage and do some some work. Sprocket also goes, and now you get to see some fun stuff. Sprocket looks at the crab and goes, that's a problem. We need to make sure that he doesn't get away with fuzzly muffins. So they activate something on their body and pull out a device that's literally stored in one of their compartments and then throws a device like underhand like a softball directly under the crab's body like a grenade would be used i assume most people are like grenade ah but it doesn't actually cause an explosion instead it opens up into a sort of almost like trap and then that trap attempts to clamp onto the crab and incapacitate and and hold it into in place the trap also when it opens up seemingly has some interesting magic. It looks like an artificer piece of magic, but I would like Gibbles, who is now awake, but still under a bear, to make a arcana check. Arcana is intelligence, right? Yes. So only eight. Not enough to notice anything super weird, but you just you just feel like when it goes off, you feel a little pulse of magic that's like, oh, that's similar. That seems familiar. You don't know why. Um, as the power that activates it goes off and then tries to wrap around 
Captain Krabs. Smell like mama soup. Yeah, smells like mama soup. This is a DC 16 dexterity save for the crab. The crab has pretty good dexterity, has a plus three. They fail. So first of all, this device that goes off is kind of terrifying. It does 6d8 damage of piercing as the trap itself digs into and starts to crush and hold uh, Captain Krabs. That does 42 damage. <laughs> I rolled so fucking high. Um, but uh, you also see that Captain Krabs is incapacitated and can't move. So he can't take actions or reactions. He just cannot get out of the thing until the next turn. You see it, it starts to power down, but initially it keeps him in place, which means Buzzly Muffins and you could try to get away. Now, following Sprocket, Dazzle is next, but paralyzed. So does a save and gets a... It's a 14. So gets a 14, is no longer paralyzed at the end of their turn. Then it is Dr. Al. You see that the tides have turned. They they seemingly would have been able to do this if they had operated without you being there. Right. But with all four of you here, they have to split their attention. And with the Githyanki fucking with the plan, they also can't really focus too hard. So you realize... Good thing you were here. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have been in a real bad place. And the Githyanki is still on the floor? Yeah, he's on the floor. So you have advantage if you hit him with yep. any melee I will. Attacks. I'll have to. I'll have to Punch go in him. there with my... Uh, yeah, no, with my... Um, I'll use my quarterstaff. Cool. Hit him with the loot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Show the loot who's boss. Stage die. <laughs> Andy's loot goes, no! Yeah. <laughs> I'll take out all my frustrations learning that, <laughs> that <laughs> instrument on this. I'll hit his chords. His vocal chords. <laughs> this is for every time. I couldn't hit the right tone of the thing. You're just like yelling that as you hit him. I'm not old. <laughs> uh, 18. That hits. So that's two damage for, <laughs> for one. But I get multiple strikes here. I'll do it. 17, five, natural 20. Nice. Ooh. And a five. Okay. Well, so he looks so hurt. <laughs> How is he not done yet? <laughs> <laughs> you realize that probably you might need a tight water. All right, water. come right up. <laughs> this probably uh, you realize that the biotech enhancements that they're using probably make him quite tough. But even so, it's like yeah, he's he's just like looking at you with such hatred. Can I use a hand of harm? You can use a hand. Okay, of harm. is it worth it to do this? What is a hand of harm? If I spend another key point, I can do 1d4 plus 1 necrotic damage to him. Also, your staff can do extra poison damage. Okay. I'll do some... So what is that necrotic damage? Yeah, so you're, you're, you can do the Hand of Harm, 1d4 plus 1, and another d8 of poison because of the staff. It's 5 plus... Um, and then how much is it for the... 1d8. 7. How would you like to do this? Um, I'd like for my uh, hand of harm to be uh, an actual slap across the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I hope that um, some of the poison from my staff, somehow from hitting and bludgeoning him in the face, trickles into his mouth and scorches his vocal cords. He just kind of can't speak. <laughs> he yells while he lo slowly loses the ability to scream. <laughs> I'm not enjoying this, but is Dr. <laughs> Are you okay? sure you're not enjoying this. Fuzzly muffins like can't clap, but goes way too far. Yeah! It's gone way too far. That's it's right. gone way too far. <laughs> That's right. Show them how blood curdlingly brutal you could be, Dr. L. You you don't need to speak in alliteration if it's too hard. It's hard. <laughs> but shut up, motherfucker! Do it. Everything's a tongue twister with you. Did you ram the thing up his 
No, I'm not. Except the killer you were always meant to be. <laughs> Are we the baddies? <laughs> what, mother? You fucking ridiculous children. It's, it's, it's like, like I haven't killed a, a, a Yankee in like yeah years. Twenty years. 20 years yeah, I haven't fought, and I'm like, this is like break. It's like I'm like I'm, like, I'm not sober anymore. Like I've relapsed. Uh, and and you you successfully you see the the Yankee fades as people beat him up a little bit more and then leave the body alone. Now it is back to Fuzzly Muffins. Fuzzly Muffins hides behind Grusky. Grusky then goes, looks at the crab, and now the crab can't move, angles himself so he's looking down at the crab, and goes, remember, do not fuck with the silver foxes, and a lightning bolt erupts from his unicorn horn and just shoots down so it hits no other people and starts to fry the crab alive. I'm sorry, what? So this is 8d6 because he can't dodge. Did someone bring butter? Nick's knocks over like a barrel of conveniently placed melted butter. <laughs> Captain Krabs is so hurt, but is still somehow oh alive, God. but is completely wrapped up. Um, after Grusky's turn. Because he didn't attack his vocal cords. his body melted at this point? No, if he can still sing, then he's still going. You <laughs> yeah, gotta go going. right for the vocal cords, get right in there. Captain Krabs, sex, Captain Krabs, sex, Captain. He's starting to cry. I was gonna say Captain scorch the vocal Krabs. cords, but they're already scorched. <laughs> <Who's> <laughs> All the smoking. Let's kill him, please. Krabs, sex. Then it fell, it's your turn. <laughs> okay, Cause, because I saw... um. Gibbles is alive now. Um, yeah, we'll try to end this. I'm gonna cast dissonant whispers on Doctor or the crab. Okay. Yeah, not not, not Doctor. doctor. <laughs> not Doctor. <laughs> not, not doctor. <laughs> no. In Captain Crab's head, he's just hearing boil the butter, get it nice and golden, then we're gonna crack open the shell. Like a cooking video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Like just like it's all good. And now today we're making a really good crab with butter sauce we're making a crab rangu we're gonna boil the whole family (laughs) first we're gonna boil it and then we're gonna it's like descriptive like yeah we're gonna cut the knife right through there and uh wisdom got a 19 it still takes half damage so 13 half 13 so six Six. or seven depending where you went around you see is able to resist the cooking video channel uh, music and description that's going on. Uh, you see this a lot of his head turning rapidly as he's trying to ignore the cooking video. Yeah, I guess that's just my turn. I'm just going to move so that way I'm a further away from you. Move away from the baddies, which means Gibbles. You stand, having been battered, <laughs> broken, <stands>. confused. <laughs> I don't know why the way you said it. It sounded like it's a miracle. Gibbles. <laughs> <laughs> Stands I again. Not believe this whole combat. I was just under a fucking bear. It's also <laughs> going back, back in and out of consciousness. Well, you were there hugging stuffed animals. We were out here fighting. <laughs> For the viewers, it's been 18 seconds of in-game time because it's only been three rounds. So in 18 seconds, Gibbles has faced death and been crushed by a bear and is now standing. But like, let's just like, I feel like that, honestly, we should like change that about D&D. I feel like it shouldn't be 18 seconds. This was not fucking 18 <laughs> seconds. You cannot convince me. The most intense 18 seconds of Gibbles' life. <laughs> least, well, least you think we're just sitting there just chatting the whole time? Just being like, well, what am I going to do on my turn? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What about you? We all take turns. How much how damage did you take? Oh, yeah. All right. You think I roll between each action? <laughs> Gibbles was able to sit down, go on an acid trip, die, 
find God, be back at full <laughs> HP. That's right. And now let's see what he wants to do. Yeah. Learn about grenades. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. Thank and you. And drug traps. And physics. Yeah. Find bear, find God. In time to see a crab. <laughs> to learn. Having been lightly seasoned with lightning. Seasoned no. with lightning. <laughs> <laughs> it has a nice little oh, crisp yeah. to a it. A tang. You know? I love that. Ozone. The mermaid, she got cooked. But what happened? Gibbles were trying to kill it. Oh. Gotta go for the vocal cords. Eh? He'll keep singing. Alan, sorry, I had a tough time. It was, it's a long... I had a long day. Oh. And I kind of like fall on the floor. You're not going to cast a spell? No, I'm done. All we <laughs> need is one thing from, from Okay, you. fine, fine, Are fine. fine. I'll be like, oh. Fuck you, mermaid. <laughs> oh, cast. I mean, the one and only Kaelsball, honestly. Uh, you have advantage on this. It's incapacitated. Yeah. Uh, do I just need to do any damage at this point? Or, like, actually I did to do... six. I will let you know that okay, they, fine. with um, a Chaos Bolt... You wait, will... not, like, 20 critical. 25. How would you like to do this? I think, honestly, my, like, I'm like, Chaos Bolt. And then, like, this, like, little ball just, like, kind of, like, sends towards its way. And then it just, like, obliterates. You know that, like... Oh my god, you know that like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh uh, meme anime where like the Kaiba gets like disintegrated by like Yugi? He's like, no! And, like in black and white. So he gets disintegrated. Disintegrated. Like, yeah. Like the snap. <laughs> like, like the, the snap. snap. Off into the distance. Like dust in the wind. Do you have um, to roll for wild I magic do, search. I do. Let me do that. Yeah, I, I think it's reset, right? It's been a while. A three. You're fine. Do you love the sensation of bubbles tickling your nose and throat, but feel like you're not getting enough of a burn from your carbonated beverages? Well, have no fear, because tight water is here to quench your thirst for extreme carbonation. Carbonation, carbonation. <laughs> tight water is so densely carbonated and it <laughs> tight water is so densely carbonated that it's practically solid. You'll <laughs> You'll feel like you're drinking sand. <laughs> you'll, feel like, you'll feel like you're drinking sandpaper instead of water. And to make things even more thrilling, you can only open the bottle safely underwater. It's like playing a game of will I drown or will I drink this delicious water every time you want to sip, 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 sip. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's a prompt. It's a sound. Someone gasping for air. But don't worry, tight water is completely natural and won't kill you, probably. Plus, it's perfect for adventurers who want to add some excitement to their travels, or for those who just want to feel alive. So why settle for boring, flat water when you can have <laughs> tight water? Get your bottle today if you're at your nearest magic item shop for the low, low price of five gold pieces. Your taste buds will thank you if they survive. <laughs> Thanks again to our sponsor, Tight Water. Stay safe out there and stay hydrated. <laughs> now, you see that the other crew members, now having both these people killed, leave. They just try to book it. Uh, so you can, we'll assume you don't chase them because they are disengaging from the fight. And then Fuzzly Muffins is released from the bondage of the bioelastic that's around them. You see Fuzzly Muffins look at all of you and say, Wow! You guys are actually fucking okay. I thought you would be so fucking useless. <laughs> Rude. You can't Rude. be talking. No, about you were me. great. In fact, I'd like to see more of that because you've been such a pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, I like go over Watch to the bar. Watch your plosives. I go over to the bar and I like grab some more tight water and I'm just kind of like looking Thank at you. Al and I'm like, do you want him around or? <laughs> okay. I was telling you some shit about the whole heist thing. So first of all, count that as your interview. You are great. Love it. 10 out of 10. You got to work on dying, but like uh, we can workshop that. Uh, I don't know. He's pretty great at dying. It's, I don't know if he needs to improve <laughs> oh, that. Is, you like to be the bait? Can you be the bait? Oh, God. I'll be like Daphne from Scooby-Doo, I guess. <laughs> great. Okay. I look the part, so I guess so. One wig, some stuffing, yeah. bombshell. If we all play to our strengths, Give yeah. us the like, like dying, and then we'll do just fine <laughs> we'll do in great. any scenario. Yeah, you uh, do the killing. You do the no, 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 no. I don't think that's, despite what you might, I'm rolling very high <laughs> for my, I, this is not something I could sustain. Everybody <laughs> just keep that in mind. I'll, I'll try my best, but I'm running out of key points here. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll let you rest before the heist, but I do have to ask you for a little bit of a favor. Other than saving you. Yeah, what what favor are you talking well, about? Well, I had hoped that I could go speak to my contact, you know, because I've got a friend in the city to help me with smuggling because the Adventurers Alliance are all assholes and they won't help me anymore because they're like, oh, you're a fucking fox man and you help all these other people who shouldn't be, like, helped because they shouldn't be a part. It's like, fuck them, right? But I need you to go speak to uh, the ABC. Now, how sustainable is this voice for you? I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> and Cav could never change his voice again. <laughs> this is going to be my voice all the time now. <laughs> I, I like how it's slowly going away from Mickey Mouse and slowly towards an exasperated. It's really hard to do Mickey all the time, you know. Sometimes I just forget he what just I'm supposed never, to be saying. He never gets any air in his lungs. It's really, yeah. <laughs> I have, I have small lungs. You just got to go to the main, uh, the, the government structure. You go to the center of town and I'll give you a little map. And he sees he, he, he writes out a set of directions so you can go to a location where you can meet with the Abisi. You see that Sprocket kind of goes, uh, the Abisi is the leader of the town. So if you can just go speak to them, it's normally you need an appointment. But if you mention, you know, Fuzzly Muffins here or Quick Paws as it goes by in town, then... You should be able to meet with them and talk about, you know, the plans for little heist stuff. What does your contact look like? They have dark skin, eyes that look like swirling galaxies. They wear priest robes. They're a divination wizard. And uh, Gretzky goes, they're really pretty, like super pretty. I'm not normally into non-bears, but if I was into non-bears, like, damn. <laughs> like, damn. I want it. <laughs> I want to see Gruskly's like Tinder account. <laughs> like, Gruskly. is it just a whole I bunch of like? I want to see his grinder account. If you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> Angled shots of that custom jockstrap. Like Gruskly's Tinder account, looking for a bear to be with me, even in hibernation. Seasonal relationship. Oh my god! Yeah, it's looking like seasonal relationship <laughs> for a seasonal bear. What's your favorite? What's his favorite color? Pink. Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can do this if this is what we have to do for the heist and for our greater goal of well, we can also this, this is a heist that will help you leave. Get, yeah. Get me okay. a quality vig. I get you guys out of here. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Quality vig? What the fuck is a quality it's a vig? vig? You know, hair. Like fake hair vig. Vig? Yes. You're fucking crazy. What the hell is he saying? <laughs> I don't know. I, I uh 
I think he wants a helmet for when he falls. And no, it's a fig. Make that a hair. It's a fig. You want a hair? Dig. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I understand why you left the war. <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was so cordial and and uh, organized and yeah, mel- um, well tempered and oh well, you didn't deal with all the other bullshit. We had to, fine, whatever. Here's what I'm gonna tell you: you go speak to the UBC. You you get the information about where we're we're doing the heist because I have to find out where the location of all the shit is, and then we're gonna be able to go in and grab the soft Gundam parts. And after the soft Gundam parts, we're gonna also be able to like burn the whole fucking thing down to say fuck you to the Astral Empire. Uh, so we're it's not just a heist. We're also arsonists. Yeah, both things. They're kind of the same thing, right? Very on brand for you. Yes. Does it have to be burnt down or could we, you know, and I like wink, wink, nudge, nudge some tight water? Oh, you can blow it up however the fuck you want, but tight water is inflammable, so it's a little bit, you know, less effective. You can work on that. I'll send a tight letter. Fire. <laughs> tight fire. Tight fire. Wait, loose fire. Oh my god, it's tight water and loose fire. <laughs> Imagine if they could figure out how to wait. Like, like they could somehow be get into arms manufacturing by like by just being part of the food like, like you condensing know, industry. water so much yeah. as soon as you open it it's just like, like there's no regulation that actually cares about this we just keep packaging it as food and nobody knows that this is not <laughs> water this is nitroglycerin i actually <laughs> i like to think it's the opposite it was a whole bunch of weapons um engineers who decided to also leave the war and they're yeah, like yeah. you know what i want to get into Beverage. Like, we've been drinking all our ammo, and it's just like <laughs> something we've been posted here for a while. And this stuff's good, man. This yeah. Is, what are we, yeah, that's nothing really bad. Yeah, it just sizzles across your tongue. It's great. We'll go meet with them, find out where we are going, and then we can commit arson and robbery. And somehow this will help us look better with Eureka. Yeah. I mean, it- <laughs> Makes perfect yeah. sense to me. To totally. Be I'll but, give you a great recommendation letter and I'll leave out all the shit about blowing shit up. That doesn't have to be said. You know, we could just be friends, you know, making deals. Dr. Al, I think this is really up to you. Dr. Al, I know we've had our differences and I know that maybe I come on a little strong. A little? I, I wouldn't say that. Well, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to let you know that I, I am really sorry about what happened. I looked up to you, man, and I it's kind of fun and nice to be working with you again on something. I was waiting for Kev to say, and I love you. I was, I was gonna say I was waiting for the next confession. Yeah. Because as we all know, every NPC is thirsty. After yeah. <laughs> Al. Oh and God. it gets weirder every time. Because <laughs> once again, they are indeed brothers. Oh my. <laughs> Full-blooded, not stepbrothers, <laughs> <laughs> brother brothers. It was, I did make. I made a commitment to myself. And although you're a fucking hero, man. That's right by our fucking dicks. That guy had a sword that fucking causes you to have like a parasitic cell growth on you. This is awful, guys. Like, you're good. You know what? I, I, I think we can do this at least until I figure out whether or not this, all this new information, them spreading out so far across. The, the plane is uh, changed my mind on the level of destruction and collateral damage that I'm willing to incur. Sounds good, man. Now, um, I'll let you guys go to wherever the fuck you want, but uh, I did owe you guys drinks, so 
As thanks. Uh, how fucked up do you want to get, motherfuckers? Insert club music here. <laughs> <laughs> Bow, the next bow, episode bow. is just, just a moderate amount of fucked up. The gang doesn't do much. The gang gets drunk. The gang opens a bar. <laughs> the gang opens called a bar. Patty's Bar. Gibbles, <laughs> Gibbles does like a drag performance wearing like Daphne themed outfits. You do I, see that uh, Sprocket does give you because oh you requested God. a wig and they understood what you said and they fabricated via artificer technology yeah. a fully replicated Daphne outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Gibbles, you look great in that. But yes to the drinks. Um, I think we all need it. Who wants to try fucking astral, astral absinthe, motherfuckers? Thank you for listening and joining us at Oddcast. We hope you enjoyed and will subscribe to our socials for news and updates on podcast scheduling and our Patreon. Patrons get access to bonus content, such as adding to the Wild Magic Table poll to expand Gibble's Wild Magic Table, and extra episodes like our Only Wizards in the Dungeon Try to Play series. Our socials and Patreon link are in the episode description and show notes.